are listening to the Back to the 80s radio show. I'm your host, Mario Toscano, along with the ever so wondrous, the ever so ruthless, the ever so famous, and the ever so clever, Chang. Chang, welcome, buddy. Thanks for uh, being here with us on another episode of Back to the 80s radio. Tusky, it is always an honor and a privilege to be here and to bring some type of insanity to where our beautiful listeners can laugh and say, I can't believe that Dick said that, but that's what I live for. Those exact words. I can't believe that Dick said that, you know, my middle name is Richard truth. Dick, right. I had no idea. Hey, watch yourself with that. (laughs) You're going to be like one of my Italian uncles. Hey, nobody can call me that. Only me, but you just said it yourself. Hey, it's me. Jackie's. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us once again here on Back to the 80s Radio. We have been on a roller coaster ride with K Hits 92.5 and uh, trying to keep up. Thank you guys as well for joining us on K Hits 92.5. Right. It's, uh, it's a great adventure because we get to actually play the greatest of 80s music for you. Now, right. we are still gathering our team and getting, you know, ironing the kinks out, but the music is playing out there and the on air personality are going to be joining us on back to the eighties for next Friday's show. So just want to give you guys a heads up that way you guys get to meet them, the people behind the mic and Chang, what a, what a great crew we have. You know what? I'm, uh, I'm happy with this, uh, group, uh, for several reasons. Uh, it warms my heart. I'll get a little, I'll get a little sentimental, but then I'll knock that crap off real quick. Cause nobody wants to hear a sentimental Chang. That's weak. Uh, they're young. They're very eager. Uh, I think they all have uh, a certain type of a voice uh, that you don't hear all the time. So they're a bit unique. I think the young vibe uh, kind of goes in well with us. I mean, we're a couple of what seasoned veterans. I hate when people call old people. Oh, I'm just seasoned. No, you're not. You dumb jackass. You're old. Now deal with it. But well, I can. I'll take seasoned over old. I'll take. Yeah, I'll take seasoned, or I'll take marinated even. Oh, I like marinated. Better. Marinated. Oh, you're marinated. Yes, thank you. As a matter of fact, I'm stoned out of my mind, and I could go for a good marinade on the steak. I'm going to rub down in a few minutes. But like, I back to the cast. <laughs> I never lose track. Never, my friend. I think they're young. I think they're strong. I think uh, uh, they're very influential. Uh, they're eager to please. I think uh, they all three of them have had the experience to do what they're about to do and hopefully make history with. And that's relate to people, entertain people. And Ricky brings that out very well. Double R, rather. I think Wendy's got a very uh, sexy, friendly voice and and. and uh, style that she has. And then you have uh, Benny and the Jets, you know, your young guy. He kind of looks a little bit like Keanu Reeves and a little bit like Shia LaBeouf. 
but he's got the experience. Uh, he does have a very good voice. And uh, I think uh, his eagerness to learn and uh, get into the 80s music is uh, is going to be a joy to see. It's almost going to be like uh, we're watching a nephew grow before our eyes. So we, we have we have some great, great stuff in store for everybody listening and everybody who's joined us at K-Hits 92.5. So there's a lot going on and a lot happening for the good. It's growing and it's all because we want to make... We want to reintroduce the 80s yep. back to this this new generation that has no idea. Yep. So I want to remind you guys that we can be found on Facebook, which is our primary social media avenue that we like to hang around with you. So go ahead and become a member of our Facebook page and get involved. We have a group there as well. Uh, Chang, I know that uh, that group's growing. We have um, almost 9,000 on our regular page, Woo! a little Smoking. over 1,500 on our group. And it's, like I said, it's growing. Uh, we're not boasting to have these outrageous numbers, but it's not even about that. It's about, it, you know, however many people can get involved and just reminisce and, and, and enjoy the stuff that we used to do back in the eighties and spread the love. Hey, we're, we're keeping the eighties alive. So we just want to remind you guys to keep us tuned in on Facebook and on the rest of social media. In the meantime, this is back to the eighties radio. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and talk about things that made us tougher in the 80s than kids today. Don't you go anywhere. We'll slap the crap out of you when we find you. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Blockbuster Video gives you over 10,000 videos to choose from in over 30 different categories. And with our new Blockbuster Movie Previews video, you can sample the excitement of up to 50 Blockbuster videos at a time, absolutely free. While viewing at home, just use the rental reminder card we've included with the Previews cassette to list the movies you want to rent and their categories. Keep it in your wallet next to your Blockbuster membership card. Then the next time you're at Blockbuster Video, the movies you've listed will be easy to remember and find. Just check the movies off as you rent them. It's Blockbuster Video's way of making it simple and convenient for you to be selective in choosing movies for your entire family. Now let Blockbuster Video sneak you into the movies. The station for laughter and sorrow, heartbreak and tears, and those post-therapy session blues. Back to the 80s. Welcome back to the 80s, man. Hanging around with some Connor and Jay. man. You watch some shows. You know what, man? You know what? It's, I was going to ask these guys something, man. I'm lit up and I forgot, man. You better get Chang over here. Welcome back to the 80s, everybody. And that was our... That's what we call our good friend that we brought back from the 80s. His name is Davey Hendricks. Uh, Tusky, you, you've never met Davey Hendricks because uh, every time you've been to my house, he was asleep uh, under the stairs. Uh, Davey ah. suffers from uh, too high syndrome. Yeah, no uh, wonder. He gets, yeah, he, he's baked. Uh, he wanted to ask you a, a question, but he doesn't remember. I'll, I'll wake him up before the show's over, and then maybe he can a a answer the question. He wanted what to ask you a question us, that he doesn't remember. What made us tougher growing up in the 80s as opposed to what 
newer generations uh, from the 90s and now lack on why they're not too tough? What What would you say for well, you? You know what? Being that we just got out of the 4th of July, here's mm-hmm. a very good example that kids were actually encouraged back then to play with fireworks by themselves. Yes. Remember yes. that? Good times. Good times. I remember holding firecrackers with my fingers and then deciding it would be a better idea if I put it to the to, with the tip of my teeth mm-hmm. and light a firecracker. Not yes. the smartest of all generations. <laughs> no, but I, I, <laughs> I used to like to get Roman candles and hold them up like I was the Statue of Liberty yes. and then have a burns through my hair and on my arms and and then just stupidity uh, every now and then i would ride my bike holding a skyrocket for good god knows why i would do that kind of stuff and i wasn't even taking drugs and this is just when i was a reckless kid yeah i remember back in the 80s we had so many different types of of uh fireworks that were very harmful you could actually buy m80s you know not at your local fireworks shop but you could always buy them with a friend and I remember in junior high, a little bit before the 4th of July, like let's say if it was uh, 4th of July was on a Saturday and that Friday before you could hear people lighting M80s in the toilet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And, you know, but then uh, the funny thing growing up where I grew up, you know, when you uh, you grow up in the uh, the neighborhood area, you don't know who's lighting M80s or who's taking shots with their cuete outside. Right. You never know. It, right. it could be any, any any one of us Mexicans could be doing something crazy like that. Yeah, you'd always confuse it. Wait, wait, is that, was that a gun or was, was that, that a, a firework? If I don't hear a yell after, okay, oh, it's only an M80. If you hear, I, oh my God, then you go, oh shit, that wasn't an M80. I think uh, Flocko just capped somebody. I better get out of here. Eh? Yeah, so what's, what's another thing that made us tougher back then? What do you think? You know what? I would have to say bullying. Now I'm going to go out on the limb here and I, I'm not condoning violence to anybody on the surface, but if it's for me, somebody talks smack, you knock the crap out of it. Back then, when we had bullying, you know, it wasn't a social media thing. We weren't uh, scarred for life. Uh, you know, you, you kind of dealt with a bully. Either you uh, went word for word for them and made them feel stupider than they were trying to make you feel, or you just wait for a good time to take them outside and kick the crap out of them. They kick the crap out of you, whatever. Either way, it's going to end up stopping a lot faster back then than it does now. I yeah. mean, um, one of the biggest things that unfortunately there is today that makes bullying so dangerous is the fact that now bullying has turned into the cyber bullying. Yes. And you don't, the, the people aren't necessarily in your hometown. They oh. can be somewhere around the world. Um, yeah. But you know what? To us, if we would have had cyberbullying back then, we just, you know, that old adage, change the channel if you don't like what you're watching. Yeah. So, you know what? You're being bullied online. Stop playing that video game or or turn the system off. You don't need to be on the computer right now. Or, yeah, or, you know, exactly. So it's, exactly. it's pretty easy, but definitely bullying was something that before did make us tougher. Um I do know that many of the people who have posted on our Back to the 80s page uh, have complained that for them, the 80s brings back a lot of bad memories because of the bullying. Mm. Uh, For some reason, you know, not everybody can handle confrontations and Mm -hmm. not that they couldn't fight. It's just that they were afraid to, you know, the the Mm. they had just a different persona, different character, different emotional uh, construct in them. 
And mm-hmm. so sometimes, you know, these these bullies where if you would have just stood up to them and told them to shut up or to F off, maybe that would have stopped a few of them. But yeah. a lot of these people didn't have the courage. They weren't, they didn't have it in them for some reason. Maybe it was something tragic that happened to them at home, or maybe it was just that they didn't mm-hmm. grow up with a dad or, or maybe yeah. they were just always encouraged to not fight back because there are some yeah. people. And that reminds me of a lot of the people today. They say, oh no, uh, we don't want you to get into fights. Just can't always tell them to be nice because they're not being nice to start with. Right. Exactly. Now it's funny. You, you reminded me of like when my uh, girls were littler and they were little girls in the eighties and my wife would always tell them, you know, if somebody's going to pick on you or be mean on you, turn, 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 turn them around with kindness, be friendly, try to be their friends and always embrace people. Now, you know, back then I would just like, um, she's out of her mind. I would say to myself, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you, you have to remember, I'm talking about three little girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not three little Changs. They were Changies, Changies Angels, like Charlie's Angels. They were Changies Angels. They were the so, Changettes. Yeah, they were the Changettes. And my wife would tell them all this stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, I would always tell them, you know, when they were away from mom, hey, you know what? You know what? You Sometimes you got to be nice, but sometimes you just got to go ahead and kick somebody in the knee and give them a right cross and shut them up. Sometimes you got to do that. And uh, I always told my girls what my dad and my grandpa and my uncles always told me. If someone puts your, their hands on you, you put your hands and your feet all over them. That's the way I rolled. I mean, I got bullied a lot when I was a kid. You know, I didn't come out of my shell up until probably, I'd say, maybe sixth grade. And then I started talking smack to a lot of these bullies. And then I became the clown. So you don't want to mess around with you can't bully a clown because i'll you know we'll 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 eat you like lunch so i got really good at that and i was able to eat uh, bullies up you know uh for lunch yeah and i think kids nowadays don't have that and one reason i think kids don't have that toughness like we did uh you have a lot of kids that uh, don't go outside. They just run home and play video games to play on the computer or play on their phone. Uh, we have to worry about a lot of uh, sexual deviance out there. So a lot of people aren't comfortable with, with children being alone. You, it's very hard. You have a lot of sick pucks out there. And I, I, you don't have to bleep that out. I meant what I said, sick Fs. And uh, so kind of the, the playing field is so much different than when we were kids that we didn't have to worry about. But even though in our day, we did have people that were taking children and having sex with them, pedophiles. Uh, we did have people that were getting beat up by gangs or, or a couple of idiots that were bullies. But the thing is, we had social skills, so we knew how to get around them or get ourselves out of it. Or when you got a knuckle bruise, you got a knuckle bruise. Nowadays, brother, kids don't have that. Uh, for example, now that you say getting bruised and, and uh, it was a whole different ball game, when when you broke an, uh, a body part, right, a leg, an arm, casts, you know, when they put a cast on you, it was like a badge of honor. Remember right. that? Yeah. And, and parents didn't feel the shame. They didn't feel neglectful when their kids broke bones. Right. And kids felt proud to have a cast on. Now, that doesn't mean that it's good that they broke their body. You know, they broke a leg or, or an arm. But we weren't made to feel uh, or parents weren't made to feel that they were just a total disgrace of a parent. And just the right. kids were out all the time 
And those things happen because kids played outside. Yeah. You know what I, what else I think is one of the problems? Cause I coached for, for many, many, many years and uh, you know, playing sports, you know, you got a trophy if you won, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe you got second place, maybe a third place, but uh, being a coach and being a dad, I have always been against every kid getting a trophy for just showing up to the uh, sporting event. Right. Uh, I uh, think uh, an award for participation. Yeah. You're, you're, you're butter cupping a bunch of kids and then they're oh. going to be weak when they don't get a trophy and think they lost or whatever hardship is going to hit them. They're not going to be able to handle it because they're used to getting awarded for giving their minimal. And to me, that's a lot of bullshit because what you don't want to hurt a kid's feeling, then toughen up your kid. There's only one way to win and there's only one way to lose. And you handle both of them with class and you have to understand with both winning and losing, there's one thing you get a freaking wisdom of what not to do or what to do better. So you can excel and get to the next level by right. giving kids trophies for just putting on a freaking uniform and standing out there and not having any action. You're telling them that you're a pretty little flower, no matter what. And when the wind blows, they're not going to be able to handle it, bro. A hundred percent true, man. Because when they get older, they're going to find out that life isn't about always winning. As a matter exactly, of fact, bro. 99% of the times you're not going to win. And exactly. You, you cherish the times that you do, but you got to learn to to get right back up when you fall. You got to learn to take a loss. Those are very, very uh, good points of stuff that made us a lot tougher back then. Let's go on to something lighter, though. Something that we used to do, uh, you know, especially even before before the 80s but around the 80s that's when it started you know towards the end of the 80s that's when it started stopping because now in the 90s they put a bunch of weird laws in place and yeah pi piling up in the back of a truck and feeling the breeze in your hair oh, dude it wasn't only legal but it was it was a pretty good time back then remember yeah, that dude you go on long trips, remember, just chilling out in the back of the truck, dude, and you're getting that air and that breeze and, you know, that little pop out window opens up so you can barely hear the tunes. And but you feel like you're one with the road, one with the environment, because you're just out there getting that breeze and that sun and it's carefree. And uh, it, it, it was like a feeling kind of like a mini flying. When you're in, sitting in the exactly. back of the truck. Exactly. You get that rush, that that whole feeling like if you were actually out there flying without a freaking helmet. That's exactly right. You know, that that joy is gone. Remember uh, going on the freeway and then you'd have to sit directly by the cab because if not, sometimes the, the wind would just get to you. And if you had hair, long hair, if you were a long haired dude or like me, or if you were a long haired girl, that, that would whip you in the face and that shit would hurt. But... <laughs> Just uh, that that feeling of actual living riding behind a truck. There was none, none other feeling when you're on the open road. And I mean, even in vans, uh, driving in vans was kind of cool back into the 80s. Right, right. You know, right. I mean, you know, you could be in a van and it's like uh, you could have all, all, all the all the things that you would have at home. Some vans had TVs, some had sinks, refrigerators, beds, uh, some had beds, some had couches. Some vans, I mean, boom, you had, what, two windows in the back? You just roll up the little window and it put a group of people in the van and, and, and head out to a destination. It doesn't seem like the, the generation nowadays get to experience that. No, plus they took away the 
van conversions of the exactly cars. there's different ones now but they're astronomical in price they're no longer for really the enjoyment of of any weekend mm-hmm. uh, that now they make them like to go you know on these real long camping trips it's, yes. it's sort of like another camper um they made the van conversion to seem creepy so if you tell somebody that you yeah. had a van conversion yeah they even talk to you oh that's kind of creepy yeah. So for some reason, this generation has made everything to be wrong of what yeah. we used to do in the past. And you know what? Yeah, I'm not saying everything that we did was great or 100% safe, but there were things that just made us tougher. And one of these, right before we take a break, being a kid, check this out. And you'll This will probably ring a bell with you, bro. But being a kid and having a ride in the front seat without a seatbelt especially when you were behind hmm. the wheel, like on your dad's lap. Yeah. Um, not everybody got to experience that. But I remember my dad putting me on his lap in the front seat while he was uh, about to drive. And he would, you know, take me on short little drives. Yeah. And that was okay. Now that was dangerous, of course. Yeah. But I remember doing that. That's uh, that's cool. I didn't never got that experience. My dad was a uh, crazy ex uh <laughs> military Mexican dad. And, you know, you had, you had to be in the back seat. You had to be heard, not seen. So I yeah. never got to sit in the front seat, you know, yeah. but uh, that, that is an experience. Now I remember sitting in the front seat with my grandpa when the car wasn't moving and he would let me sit behind the wheel and pretend I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How about this one? And uh, this one will, definitely ring a bell with you being a latchkey kid was normal letting yourself in the house after school getting your own food and trying not to burn the house down every single day yeah was the norm yeah but then uh you remember i think neighborhoods back then were a lot different Uh, the nucleus of a neighborhood uh you remember i think everybody had the same guidelines you can go out after your homework's done. You could cruise the streets and run the streets and play in the streets with your buddies and your friends and play tag and bike ride. But when those uh, street lights came on, the golden rule was you had to get home. That's and right. I think back then, uh, if you're very fortunate to live in the neighborhood to where everybody else that was an adult, you respected and kind of was like a parent. So they knew who you were. And if you weren't where you were supposed to be, you were going to get a tongue lashing by them or they were going to go call your parents on the phone. I think uh, uh, kids nowadays don't have that. Now, I can honestly say the neighborhood that I brought up my uh, four children in uh, was in Downey, and we captured the essence of that neighborhood that both my uh, wife and I grew up with, uh, that pleasure of knowing our neighbors, that pleasure of the 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 kids all being at whoever's house. Uh, we, we were very fortunate. Our house was the choice of the kids. Let you me know, ask you go, something. You said you were in Downey. What year were you in Downey? Uh, we lived in Downey from 1990 to 2000. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I lived in Downey from like 1976 all the way to 1984, 85. Wow. I left, uh, I left Montebello, Montebello. I left Montebello in 1988. And then uh, from there, I went to uh, 
Santa Fe Springs, Cantaranas homes, you know where that's at. Uh, where, and yeah, then, where I went to high school, yeah. Yeah, and then after that, I was there for a bit, and then uh, me and the, the uh, Mrs. Chang moved into Downey, and that's where we brought our, our girls up, up until they were in high school. That's, that so, is crazy. You know, that was I was in Downey all through the period of my time that I was a city of Montebello employee. That's another Chang banging story. So, you know, Downey was uh, was home and, and it, it was still very good uh, neighborhood. Now, towards the end, when we're leaving, we're looking to get out because the neighborhoods were getting a little rough. As you know, uh, local city government all sucks. That's right. I'll say it again. All yeah, local city does. government sucks. Uh, they don't do for the citizens, but they'll sure take their tax dollars. So graffiti was on the rise. Streets were really bad. Businesses were moving out. Uh, the, the schools were not getting the funds that they should have. So there was decreasing there. So we left Downey at a time when it was getting it was getting pretty jacked up. It, it was starting to look like. I'm going to go on a limb and say this. It was kind of starting to look a little bit like uh, bad parts of Paramount, uh, bad parts of East Los Angeles, and uh, 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 very similar to the city of Monteveo that uh, when 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 I left, that's how it looked. Graffiti-ridden, just uh, uh, bad all the way around. Nobody really gave a damn. And, you know, it's sad that you see neighborhoods like that, but then again, you see more and more neighborhoods like that. And then you see the way that the kids are nowadays. So you got to really know that, Hey, that's the reason why bullying. And that's the reason why so many kids turn astray. The elements out there are against them in numerous numbers, bro. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up and in the early part of the eighties, you remember when ET came out and yeah. So I remember as a kid, you know, back then I was living in Downey and it wasn't a bad neighborhood, but it also wasn't the greatest neighborhood. Yes. It was already in decline. Yeah. And um, I remember watching ET and thinking, wow, I would love to live in a neighborhood like the one in ET, the ET mm -hmm. house, you know, Elliot's house. Yeah. And uh, so when all these movies in, from the eighties came in and they showed you these nice neighborhoods, everybody wanted to be there. Everybody, yeah. everybody. This is back to the 80s. When we come back, we've got more stuff that made us tougher in the 80s than kids today. Don't go That's nowhere. Right. Bet $5 will beat your buns in. Ever wish you could go back to the 80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you back in time, back to the 80s. And let me point to the president. The macho man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it, yeah. You mean Gene Oakland. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful you could stand on your head and sh on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s. You are geared in with Toscano and Chang. We are talking about things that made us a little tougher as 80s babies uh, in comparison to uh, kids uh, and generations nowadays. <laughs> the other thing that I, I want to bring uh, up to you, Tusky, is how many of us created babies in the 80s and our children are products 
of the 80s. That alone, let that sink in for a little while, all you 80s babies out there that had kids. You know what I mean? When you stop and think about it, man, I'm, I'm a product of the 80s. And my kids grew up in the 80s. Yeah. You that, know, you know, that is that is a thought. Now, I could have created babies. Uh, I would, you know, when I was a teen. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I had a couple of friends of mine who were 15 years old and 16 years old who became parents. Oh, yeah, um, dude. At that at that age back in the 80s. But, you know, and that that's kind of scary to me to think that that could have been, you know, the way. Uh, my life would have gone, but um, oh yeah, dude. Anyway, uh, you know, there was a very likely chance that many moms out there smoked while they were pregnant with them in the eighties because mm. there was so much smoking going around. Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, if you went to a restaurant, yeah, there was smoking, non-smoking areas, but literally, that smoke went everywhere. And then you have to remember, I know you remember, if you don't remember this, I'm sure some of our listeners, everywhere you went, there was a cigarette machine at a burger stand or outside a liquor store or a donut shop. Gas stations had, uh, gas stations had. There was no one regulating unless you had somebody that was an attendant. But, you know, I remember people in high school, man, going to Garduno's on lunch, man. And we'd get that, that lunch special. You get a a bag of uh, tortilla chips. A bean and cheese burrito and a large Coke for a buck 25. Wow. And then you get 75 cents and you go hit the, the cancer box and throw in your three quarters and you get a pack of camels or you get some Marlboros or some Salem's or, or some menthol crap. You know, I, I will say this knock on wood. I never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. Wow. Now, what are they priced now? Seven, eight bucks? Ten oh, bucks you, I, think you, I think you would have to give them one of your sons if you wanted to go to the <laughs> store to you, buy a friggin' pack of cigarettes, bro. It, it's funny because when I mentioned that there was a likely chance that people's moms smoked, that was no joke. As a matter no. of fact, there is a book written by Joan London, I believe. It's called, oh. yeah, it's called, well, she was the host of Good Morning America. If you yeah, I remember that, broad. So there's a book, there's a book called Freedom from Smoking for You and Your Baby. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Joan London would write about a book like that. <laughs> yeah, apparently uh, she was the national chairman of the Smoking and Pregnancy Education Campaign. Okay, so she's another Tipper Gore. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody from the 80s remembers that chick, Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore, yeah, oh, Al Gore's man. wife. Good God, that troll. I mean, her, her husband was cool. I wish we would have listened to her husband on this global warming, but she was a troll. Yeah. Hey, lady, yeah. you know what? You spend too much time in Betty Crocker cookbooks and sit in your conservative house. No, you don't need to tell me what I can or cannot listen to, Tipper. That's right. She made the big stink about uh, lyrics, and that's the reason why we have censor why we had censorship back then in the 80s but yeah. um, another thing how about uh when you got together with your friends right mm-hmm. or when kids little kids got together with their friends they could go to a friend's house without even saying anything and they weren't called play dates and no they didn't that is have, so weak yeah and they didn't have the adults breathing down the necks of their kids the entire time totally no. the opposite Parents were glad that their kids were were with their friends to give them a break. Just don't come back with anything broken or or 
or kill or another, uh, kill yeah. an animal, or end or up in the hospital. Yeah, or don't break something else from that's not yours, so I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, and don't play in my plants, but get out of here for five hours till your dad gets home. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those days, brother? <laughs> get out of here for five hours. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I got a question for everybody listening. So, so much was different back then when we were kids and teenagers in the eighties. Uh, now, was it actually better? Let us know by going over to our Facebook page. Drop us a little note there and just let us know, were the 80s actually better growing up for you? Or do you think kids today are growing up better and tougher than we did? I think they're growing up faster. I'll add to that. Yeah. I think You know what? You're right about that. They are growing up faster. I mean, I, I look at your boys. And, you know, me and you, we started doing this and your boys were kids then, little guys. And now you're, you know, Jesus, man, he's already out of high school. He already looks like a man in all his photos. Good God. <laughs> and then Kristen, all he is, is like mom and dad sleeping too long away from the hair coming down like George Harrison and taking off to be a rock God. <laughs> but he's a good boy, yeah. you know, and then it's uh, it's just, man, they just grew up so fast, you know. I think about my kids. I mean, my kids are 36, 35, 34, and 26. Wow. You know, and uh, you just, uh, you know, you, you sometimes you just get wrapped up in life and you're like, man, I can't believe life moved as rapid as it did. You know, and, and I think nowadays kids are growing up a lot faster. I know my grandchildren uh, are 14 going on 15, 11 going on 12. And, uh, I mean, some of the things that they're into or their dialogue or just the way they carry themselves is not at all the way that their mother and their aunts were at that age. Nowhere is near as innocent and nowhere is near as innocent as my era of, uh, you know, the late 70s, early 80s. So I think today kids got it tougher because they're forced to grow up so quick. And I believe that's because of social media, yeah. uh, because that's of, of bullying and everything materialistic is of matter to generations now more so than it was in our, in our day and age. And because they have the internet at their disposal, yes. they have their inner, literally they're waking up and they're going to sleep with that darn screen at their hands. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking to my kids a little while ago today. And my older one says, you know, dad, I just wanted to thank you guys for not giving us my brother and me a phone until we were 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. uh, Because they are noticing that their little cousins, little cousins that are three years old, two years old, four years old, they're beginning there. They have been given phones already. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not. And, you know, yes, the the convenience for a parent to have a babysitter in a screen. But you know what? Those things destroy the mind. Yes. And and, and uh, you you can think otherwise. But you know what? Now I know. Oh, that, yeah, bro. That thing has been guilty of destruction of an entire generation. We oh, have- yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. And you and you and your wife did do right by uh, holding that golden rule to your kids. You know, my grandson. I love him to death. You know what I mean? He looks like me. He's somewhat got, he's got the Chang in him, but he is very warped by the now, the computer gaming, the phones, uh, you know, his parents split up and neither my daughter or my ex-son-in-law have done anything to correct that type of behavior. My daughter bypasses it and my ex-son-in-law 
just buys him whatever device he wants game after game. Uh, you know, my grandson uh, was always was pretty good in sports and such a little guy it was like a gift. You know, of course, COVID came and he didn't play basketball, but he has submerged himself into that type of an element. And uh, his grades, uh, his grades are way below what they should be. Uh, his uh, skill as in dealing with being responsible, very poor. Yeah. So well, I know firsthand exactly what you're kids, saying. Yeah. The social skills from, from kids is gone. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, if, you know, they can go out. I, I've seen this so many, many times where a little couple, I, I'll see a little couple, 15, 16 years old, and they're out like at a restaurant and they're not talking to each other, but they're texting to each other or to yeah. who knows who. Yep. And they're face to face. So yep. that just blows my mind because at, at their age. Oh, dude, I see know. that with my grandchildren, bro. I'll be in the room having a conversation with them, and they're both on the phone. You know, now I'm the grandpa and everybody thinks, oh, grandma and grandpa, they're supposed to be passive to a certain degree. Yeah, I understand that, you know, but then uh, my child doesn't like the way that I am as a disciplinarian. So, you know what? There's only so much I can do as a grandfather because bottom line, they're with their parents. So right. whatever mistakes are going to occur, I look at it now as that's on your dime. Of course. You know, if they screw up. That's on you, you know, because I'm old school. And I've gone old school with my grandkids. You know, if I don't like what they're doing or if I don't think I'm I'm being heard, I got no problem with grabbing those phones, bro. And I got no problem with taking a cord with me. And the way I look at them is like, that's the way it goes. They can get all upset. They can get mad. They can hate me for the day. Bottom line, I don't care. I'm I'm old school. You know, and I, and I tell them both, if I was your 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 father and not your grandpa, your little butts would be red and red and blue right now. I yeah. wouldn't take no crap. I would strike you in, in a heartbeat. Some people don't think that you could, you should spank your kids. I think. Uh, well, that's why we have a generation like this. Exactly. There's, there's no discipline. You know, I believe anybody that went with a time. Well, I'm going to put Johnny on timeout. Well, guess what? I'm going to make Johnny take a timeout in breathing when I smack his ass for not uh, acting proper and respectful or, or being thoughtful. Yeah, that's he's getting a timeout and breathing because he's going to be heavily crying and sucking up boogers after a good smacking on the butt. Yeah. Giving your kid a timeout is just as weak as giving him a trophy for every goddamn thing, bro. Breakdown. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's why we're doing this show back to the exactly, 80s. Bro. And if something uh, is said on this show that you go, oh, I don't really believe that. Or I have changed my mind. I've evolutionized myself. <laughs> I've, I've come to be uh, I've evolved. Um, mm. Well, we're sorry, because there's things that should not change. And one of those is the ability to train up a child in the way that they should go. Exactly, bro. I mean, come on, bro. We, I came from a Catholic school, you know, and every now and then one of those penguins would, uh, you know, try to hit you with a ruler or pull at your ear. You know, I had a penguin wash my mouth out with, uh, with soap, not hand soap, bro, not powdered soap, brother. You know what discipline is when they pull your tongue out of your mouth and they're washing it with powdered soap, bro. Nice. Yeah, bro. Wow. Some of those nuns were pretty mean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I called them penguins. It was cold as ice. <laughs> oh, man. Well, there are plenty of things that uh, made us a lot tougher back then that they are now for kids. And I don't, you know, I really don't blame the kids at all. 
I blame a lot of their parents. Mm -hmm. Most of it I blame on their parents, but I also blame society. Yes. And I blame the governing, the governor, uh, governments of each city. Yes. And I blame here. Here we go. And I'll, I'll get some slack. But you know what? This is an 80s show. Give it to me. Here we go. I blame Hollywood for a lot of that. Son of a monkey. Because, I agree with you. Because Hollywood has been the number one brainwashing machine. Yes. For society. Yes. Because, you know, they they decide something. They show it to everybody. And now everybody else wants to copy it. Yes. He, and, and you know what? On that note, you bring up Hollywood. If you uh, ever sit that, sat down and watch any of these kids shows that are all over the, the, the cable networks or whatever, wherever they're at, they downplay the parents as being stupid and unhip. And the kids in these shows are disrespectful. They act like adults. And then you have the laugh track and, and that just adds to it. So subconsciously, our kids are thinking that they can act like that with the adults nowadays. And uh, it's just a far cry from, you know, shows that, that we're watching, you know, uh, like the Jeffersons. Right. How many times did George Jefferson say he was going to whoop somebody's ass yeah. and he was getting ready to do it until Wheezy <laughs> mellowed him out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Archie Bunker of the seventies. You know what I mean? He could say whatever he wanted. Was he a bigot? Was he racist? You know, only one that knows that was the character and it was a character. Wasn't a real individual. It was a man portraying a character but right. a man portraying a character in a raw form. Right. But you know? see, what we've done, what we've done is we've decided, and I, and I say we just to include myself as nobody starts hating out there, but we as a society have thought, you know what? Uh, we're going to set up a whole new guideline for, for life and for, for words. I just mm -hmm. heard this. I just heard this bro. The other day, I heard that they're going to start making a new dictionary. Because there are words that are offensive that should not be in the dictionary. Wow. In, that is part ridiculous. of our language. And it should be there. And let me give you a quick example. So we are no longer, they no longer want us to call people stupid. Okay. Because okay. stupid is hurtful and demeaning and it can cause future, you know, uh, emotional trauma to that person. Man. Um, so I, I took it very simple. Imagine a word as simple as stupid. Yeah. And for you to be offended to the nth degree, because you said, you know what? Don't do that. That's kind of stupid. Yeah. So now I just traumatized you for all yeah. of your life. So now yeah. your whole generations after you are going to be retarded. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry. I can't say retarded. No. And and they're going to go home and lock themselves in the room and look at all the trophies that they received when they didn't go out and participate to win or lose. But they right, were there. Right. That's now, the kind of individual that is a pansy ass. Oh, yeah. are they going to take the word pansy ass away? Oh, yeah, definitely. How about jackass? No, that's gone. Gone. Uh, uh, you, did you just uh, not give my son a sticker for participating <laughs> Um, you know, I'm going to have to call the office and complain about your coaching. Oh, yeah. Your coaching methods Man. are really raw, and I don't agree. I, I don't like my son running laps. He needs a sticker with a smiley face. You need to get your ass right off of my diamond, lady. Like ASAP. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's – those are – look, everything that we've said here today are a bunch of changries. Yeah. They're a bunch of changries. I mean, what's oh. happened to us as a society? I mean, listen, 
this is Toscano and Chang just being upfront with you. No jock talk right now. This no. is us being straightforward to you and and thinking, holy crap, what happened? Mm-hmm. We were like this in the 80s. And now we think society thinks that everything that we did back then is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then every now every adult has to believe that. And you know what? Here's what gets me, bro. A lot of the older millennials that are almost, you know, they, they were born in the 80s, right? The older millennials. Uh, they were born in like the latter part of the 80s. Uh, and they're, they're falling for this. They're saying, yeah, absolutely. We need to evolve. Screw the 80s. Yeah, it, it's it's become a society of uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say wussyitis. That's what uh, society uh, lives in now. Wussyitis. Uh, I can. I was talking to my wife one day and uh, I was telling her I was contemplating going back to stand up comedy. And uh, I've been hit up by a few uh, promoters that I used to do gigs with before. They've uh, inquired on social media why I dropped out of the game. I don't get into specifics because to me, it's like, okay, you got me on social media. Can you see that I'm doing radio now? Hello? Do you remember COVID? (laughs) COVID and radio, that's what I'm doing now. Right. And part of me misses stand-up because I get that inter, that immediate satisfaction of the crowd. But the thing with that, it goes like this. The way society is, they won't like me as a performer. Because I'm going to I'm going to crash and brash and bash and I'm going to call it like I see it. And I'm going to use vulgar terminology and I'm going to be as raw about a a topic as I can. But in today's world, you can't do that. And why I'm bringing it up is because some of these guys that I did gigs with, they want me to go back, but they want me to do a clean show. So I've already turned down maybe. 10 to 20 uh, offers to go back and do it because I'm not going to change my routine, my outlook, the way I carry myself as a comic, just because some wuss is going to sit in the crowd and get offended on what I said. It's not and worth it for me. That's the bottom to line. Put gas in my vehicle and go do it, bro. Yeah. And there's going to be, there are going to be those people in the crowd who don't like what you said because you don't think like they do. Right. And, if, and, and we, society's training people to, to think, well, if you don't agree with what I think, then you're the one who's wrong. Not yes. me. Yes. So you see of, that all over social yeah. media. So all of Hollywood is right all the time. And mm-hmm. everybody who is brought up traditionally think, you know, um, I want my kids to respect their elders. I want my kids to grow up uh, successful and to go to a good school and and to obey their parents and and to look for a nice um, you know partner in their life. And so to them, that's wrong because the kids should do whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. and and let them find out for themselves. I don't think so. I don't think so. I needed training. I needed guidance when I grew up, and so do my kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, when you when you uh, really dissect what we have going on in society, you know, the later 70s, the era of, of us in the 80s, uh, it's these generations that I feel bro dropped the ball on, on parenting. Right. Uh, divorce was 
just a term that was so easy to get in and out of. Nobody was really willing to work and and hold their commitment right. and try to have trust. It was very easy for both those those eras for people to just to give up and walk away. Exactly. And uh, a lot of parents, you know, I'll blame our, our generation wholeheartedly. Sure. You know, because God knows, I mean, I I had a child, didn't stay with her mother. You know, her mother wanted to go out and party and, and do all the wrong things. And it was like, hey, you know what? Just because we're in this era, that's not the way I was raised. So I did what I had to do to raise my kid. And a lot of parents don't do that. We have a lot of dropout dads and we have a lot of bow out moms nowadays, bro. Right. And until we get a grip, a grip on that scenario, we're just going to have way more damaged kids. And, and, and the ball falls short in the field of our generation where a lot of us had kids out of wedlock. A lot of us didn't think about the commitment and uh, you know, divorce was just way too easy. It, it's almost people were giving up trying to raise a family and doing what's right by the family and keeping the family unit together and working your problems out. It was easier for somebody, for people to start, well, uh, you can go with your dad this weekend and I'm going to go out with the girls and do what I want to do. Sure. Or you're going to live with your mom because I got a hog and I want to ride with the boys and I want to womanize. I mean, and it's sad because that's, a lot of them are the generation that we are talking to right That's now. I don't right. want to piss anybody off. No, but it's true. I, I, Look, everything we've mentioned this many times before on the program. We're going to talk about the good, the bad and the ugly of the 80s. And yeah. one of those ugly and bad things was that a lack of commitment on the side of our parents. Look, I come mm -hmm. from a broken home. I come. My parents got a divorce when I was 12. It was 1984. My parents got a divorce and I was uh, made to choose. You know, as an only child, I was made to choose which one I wanted to go live at. That's you don't want that for any kid to go no. through. You know what no. I mean? No. And uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I believe that that these kids, as you mentioned before, are coming up in a in a decade that's much harder for them to even think about being tough or mm -hmm. to think about being anywhere near what you and I had to go through back in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like, uh, you know, like uh, I brought up my daughter, uh, you know, my life till she was 14. But then, you know, I hooked up with Mrs. Chang and I raised her two girls as my own daughters, you know, and, uh, you know, their dad was locked up, you know, 80s guy wanted to go party and, and, and not be responsible for his, his uh, woman and his kids. And, you know, he's a three striker. He's gone now for good. Uh, you know, my eldest, the eldest daughter kind of denounced him as a father and proclaimed me as her dad. So did the other one. So some scenarios you get lucky. Kids will get lucky if you have a really good step parent that's going right. to, you know, knows what it's all about to be a, a parent. But then there's some kids, bro, that do get uh, fall between the cracks yeah. to where a step parent is only a is a barricade. Yeah. Some yep. step parents are barricades and some and some parents when they get a divorce and let's say the kid stays with mom and the mom has there's no stopping her. And, and mm -hmm. she goes through stepdads for that kid like if it was Skittles, you know yeah. what I mean? Huh? I myself know of at least well, more than four that I've had to go through as a kid. Yeah. And and uh, so none of that can be good for the you know, psyche of any child.
No, and it doesn't matter what age, bro, because, you know, when it comes to a kid, even as a teenager, if your kid is at home and you're you're doing bad parenting skills or showing your kid a, a bad way of life or you're not paying attention to him, even as a teenager, that kid is going to have problems. Absolutely. And they're, they're going to be, they could be long-term. It all depends on the state of mind and the mental strength of that kid. Exactly. And uh, today with all the sugar coating and, and pussy footing, you, you're not teaching these kids how to toughen up. And, and no. we're going to see more and more suicide, which is sad, more and more bullying, more and more addictions, shootings, uh, more shootings. And that's one thing we didn't, we, you know, I grew up, where I grew up, yeah, you know, every now and then there was a you, somebody got shot at. You know what I mean? I got shot at when I was young, but I wasn't. You know what I mean? Just that's the way it was. But now, a days in comparison, the very first time I got shot at with my buddies was the last time I decided to live that life. I'm right. not going to go into a story, but that's when I said, "Nah, the odds are different nowadays." You know, because, uh, you know, I, I told you, I come from the old school. If you got a problem with me or I got a problem with you, I'm going to put you in check. You're going to put me in check. We're going to go outside. We're going to dance. And you know what I mean? And one of us is either going to get back up off the ground and shake the other's hand or the other or, or one of us isn't going to get off the ground for a couple of minutes till you wake up. Uh, it's not like that anymore. Uh, and you see sh- ridiculous shootings now because these kids have no, I'll say it, balls, no guts. Right. No, right. no, no brain to think past something as heinous as bringing a gun to a freaking argument. You're weak. Yeah. yeah. You're going to all you're going to do is put yourself in prison. You're going to be raped over and over again. It's going to break you and you're going to die there. That's yeah. the bottom line. When you use a gun, that's the only obvious place you're going. You're, you're going to be right, somebody's right. cell, bitch. That's, that's where you're right. headed. This has been the one and only back to the 80s. We're going to be right back to say our goodbyes. So don't go away. Don't you dare go away. Come back and join us another day. Hey, if you listen to rock and roll radio in the 80s, then listen to this. Toscano and Chang, they will transport you back in time, back to the 80s. Now, if it's totally tubular, rad or awesome, it's on back to the 80s. This is Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano from Toscano and Chang. Thanking you guys for joining us on another Friday here at Back to the 80s Radio. We've been talking about the things that made us tougher back then in the 80s than kids now. Mm-hmm. And like I said before earlier, if you just joined us, you know, listen to, to the whole program because you're going to get to hear the raw things that we went through of back in the 80s. And uh, one of those things was I mean, some of those things were not very pleasant, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as we were mentioning. Uh, wait, hold, hold on. We got a phone call here. Uh-oh. Who could be calling at the end of the show? This is back to the 80s. Who do we have on the other line? You know who the hell this is. It's me, Dick. <laughs> Dick Hater. I've been listening to the show. Dick Jesus Hater. Christ. How you doing, Dick? Well, I was doing all right until you got into the sad sob story with both of you guys crying like pansies about why your generation is better than everybody. Yeah, I, yeah, I hate when you guys get all sentimental. A couple well, of now, jackasses now. talking about talking like you're some high priest or something telling me how to hate and not to hate. You know what I hate when you guys act like that? 
Well, I no. hate that my vehicle right now, my Volkswagen is broken down. I go down there and knock the hell out of both of you and Cheeky Changy, whatever the hell his name is. Well, now, Dick, I mean, you got to give us a break because this show isn't always about laughs and smiles. Sometimes we got to talk about some serious things that went on back in the 80s. Listen here, Italian stallion, man. <laughs> you know, the only thing you're going to get a break is a break in this line. I don't want you guys to be all wishy-washy and try to save the goddamn world. I want to be entertained. <laughs> You understand me? So you're trying to tell us that you're not entertained by what we talked about today. I wasn't entertained at all. I thought, oh, my God, somebody break out a violin for these damn <laughs> sissy boys right here. Ooh, hooty hoot. I think both of you got watch too much Rocky. You think you're tough or something. You, you know what it's like to be dictator? No, you don't. Okay. And until you do, I hate you and I hate the show. Goodbye. All right. Well, dictator, ladies and gentlemen, uh, wow. it's always uh a treat, I guess you could say, to I will, I will, get I wonder his call. What made Dick the hater that he is? I mean, uh, maybe how he much wasn't hate was going on was in Dick's kid. life. Yeah, probably a lot. A lot. And now I, I don't so. know. Where does he work? Walmart? Is is he a greeter? Oh, he was a door greeter at Walmart, and then he got uh, he got fired for tripping a lady because yeah. she wouldn't show uh, the receipt to him. I mean. I heard, he, mad. I heard he was going to be a door attendant at Whiskey Pete's over there uh, before you get to Vegas. Ooh, Whiskey Pete's. Now, uh, have you been to Whiskey Pete's? Yes, I have. I've That's... stayed there many a time. Oh, yeah. So have when I. When it was I, new. I, when it was new. Uh, the last time I went in there and it, it smelled like uh, dirty mop water and I walked right <laughs> out and I said, what? <laughs> Whiskey Pete must be hammered because this place stinks like hell. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us here on Back to the 80s Radio. And it's been great talking about the things that made us tougher back then and some of the things that just, wow, really screwed with our emotions uh, yeah. growing up. But right. it's all good because this is, after all, back to the 80s. So thank you for joining us. We'll, we'll definitely be here for you guys. Don't forget to listen to K-Hits 92.5. We have our link is in our Facebook page. So don't forget to listen to K-Hits 92.5 where we have nothing but the best of 80s music 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And on that note, I'm Toscano. Have a good one and be safe out there. Chang here before I release you to another Chang-gatastic weekend. Remember everybody out there to get each other's back. We are all we have. We are one race, the human race. The only way to reach prosperity is together in unity. So until next time, when you hear our voices, Put a smile on that face. Go out there and do something bigger than yourself. And remember, never, ever give up or give in. And don't be a wussy. So to all my good friends out there, I say adios, arrivederci, hasta mañana, hasta la vista, sayonara. And to all my homies in the barrios about, orale vatos. 